Hello and welcome to the Meaningfulistic Podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Gonzalez, and I am asking questions about what matters, to who, and why in the deepest, most personal sense. This is an exploration to find deep meaning at the intersection of the secular and the sacred, the artistic and the scientific. I'll interview ordinary people who find creative, unique, and profound ways to live a holistically healthy life that is in tune with the physical, mental, emotional, social, intellectual, and spiritual. It's the both and of the yin and yang of what it means to be. In this episode, I get the privilege to interview my good friend, Mark Donaldson. He has been an inspiration to me, but more recently, since he's been tackling the 75 Hard Challenge, a motivational training exercise, I've gotten more respect for him from the post that I've seen on Facebook uh, detailing his journey. I thought that he would be great to interview for the Meaningfulistic Podcast because he finds those ways of combining all aspects of his life and he orients it to the highest purpose that he can. I find conversations with him very easy and he always has something brilliant to say. I have to do my job and just step out of the way. He always has some great one-liners, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to record him, so that way I can actually write them down. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Meaningfulistic Podcast of the 75 Hard Challenge with Mark Donaldson. Thank you for listening. Hello, I am Gabriel Gonzalez, and I'm talking with my good friend Mark Donaldson, who is about to finish his 75 hard challenge thank you for letting me interview my good friend mark hey gabriel how are you good to see you <laughs> good to see you appreciate you having me on thank you sir thank you for sharing this this journey that you've been on um you're doing a lot i think from from what i could tell on your facebook post you've been doing a lot about self-improvement and this one i saw i remember when you attempted it the first time and i was like oh yeah he's doing something difficult and i want to see how it went and i didn't know that, that you kind of dropped off right the first yeah. time yeah how many days did you go yeah so i tried to do the 75 hard challenge uh something from andy frisella um so i'm not original about it or anything but uh last summer some people were doing it and I saw that they were doing it and, um, you know, I wanted to challenge myself. I'd let myself go, uh, in a number of ways, but, uh, health wise and, uh, confidence wise. And so I decided to try to do this challenge and, um, last summer. So I got, I tried, um, I think I got four days in and I, uh, I, my rule was I was not going to have any diet Coke even though it was it's allowed in the challenge. But for me, that was part of my diet is I was a little too dependent on diet Coke. So I got to a place where I think I caved and I had the diet Coke. And so, um, you know, you know, once you, once you lose momentum, you're done. Right. And so as soon as I, um, it's like that way with a lot of things. And so as soon as I had a cheat meal, you know, one piece of sugar, like, 
you got to start all over or you got to, you know, that, that's, it's just hard to get back on the horse. And so instead of uh, doing my exercises and doing this stuff, like I was, I was coming into town uh, for, for stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, it wouldn't have been hard to do, but for whatever reason, last summer, I, I lost the momentum after like day four or five, maybe six. And then I only got like to day four ever again. I tried it like four more times. And so, uh, wow. Okay. And it's a beat. I didn't realize it. I kind of got into a little depression last summer when you, when you don't do what you say you're going to do. And, um, my dad actually called me out on it last summer. He was like, why are you telling everybody what you're doing? And, uh, that's my dad's voice. If you couldn't tell. (laughs) All right. That's everybody's dad voice. (laughs) Why, why do you, why do you have to talk about what you're doing instead of just doing it and showing them? And so, um, you know, I heard that, um, and so I wasn't, when I started this challenge there in May is May, it was, uh, I feel like it was May 1st. It might've been May 2nd, okay. but I'm pretty certain it's May 1st. Like some guys that did it last year, they completed it and they put together a group on Facebook that it's an organization that I'm part of is Rupers in Recovery. And they, two of the big guys there decided, Hey, let's put together a group. We'll raise some money for this thing. And, um, and so we got like 42 members to sign up. Um, but there's people doing this program all over the country and it's not a, it's not a weight loss program. It's not a fitness program. It's not a, it's, it's a, kind of a self-improvement program, but it's, um, it's a, it's everything. It's like an, a program of action. Um, and, in a day living it in a daily basis kind of thing. And, um, if you don't know what it is, I suggest you look it up. Andy Frisella is really amazing, but, uh, it's, it's two workouts a day. They have to be 45 minutes. One has to be outdoors in whatever the elements are. It doesn't matter um, if it's hot. doesn't matter if it's cold. doesn't matter if it's raining or whatever. You know, he says, use common sense. Don't go out in a thunderstorm. But, you know, there's plenty of exercise you can do outside. Um, and then uh, then 45 minutes it can another 45 minute exercise besides the outside one. It could be outside. It could be inside. It could be whatever. The only catch is it can't be back to back. So you have to space them out. Um, then you have to take a daily progress picture. You have to read 10 pages out of any book. Um, so that's, you know, when I first, I think started the challenge last year, you know, that's something I didn't hear. Right. I mean, you know, we, we kind of cheat, try to, bend the rules to accommodate ourselves. So I, I read like a, a book on my phone and it was a turn the page book, but it wasn't a hardback book, but there's something that's you gain from like actually seeing how far you read in a book. Um, you got to drink a gallon of water uh, each day, one gallon. So that's four liters. Um, you have to follow a diet. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're saying you're counting calories, you have to like actually keep track of your macros like what the percentage of fat carbs and protein is um and then there's no cheat meals so no sweets no desserts no whatever or stuff is not a part of your diet and then uh, no alcohol so for a long time in my life that alcohol thing would have been the hardest thing to actually do but yeah. I, thankfully it's not so much anymore it's you know that water was pretty hard at first um <laughs> You just have to be probably. close to a restaurant, a restroom every day. Yeah, yeah. Actually, absolutely. The reading right now is probably the hardest. 
Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I told you I'd really love to hear your story about, you know, going sober. Um, but for right now, I want I wanted to know. So, like you told me, you know, the basic reasons why you started. I mean, it's just beneficial. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't I didn't answer that. I mean, the main reason I started these mm-hmm. guys started doing this thing. Um, and I was afraid. And there's a guy that Grady Ashley. Uh, if he ever hears this, you know, he can take credit. Um, but he's a guy that's been in the roofing industry with me and uh, as a as a supply house competitor. And then he's now he's a contracting competitor kind of. But I live in a world of abundance. So there's there's enough for everyone in life. And uh, so he's not really a competitor, but he doesn't make money for me or for my business uh, or the guys I work for. So in that regard, he's a competitor. But he um, and we've never worked on the same team before. So um but with this 75 hard, you know, he, he pushed me to do it. So I guess he was on my team. Um, he said, you know, just do it, just try it, just go. Like, like I was worried about, I mean, I could, I don't know what I asked him. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad to have two phones at once, but, uh, I said, I told him, I told him on April 23rd, I'm struggling with the diet. And uh, I hadn't started the program yet, but like that's where I was struggling. I was trying to lose weight. And I was I, I wanted to try it. He, I think he had just finished Live Hard, um, but he wrote me. He said the hardest part is telling yourself you can't do it. You you are capable of anything. You have to want it bad enough. You absolutely can do it. And so on May second, we started seventy five hard. And uh, I uh, I need to tell him thanks. Yeah. He's been following. Uh, he gave me that encouragement and I tried and, you know, I've got 42 other people around the country that started with me okay. and I just kind of, I took it, I took it to my social media page and just kind of let people know. And then at some point I decided to raise money for, I mean, it's, it's raising money. So there's a guy that said anybody that completes it, he's going to donate $500. And then anyone that failed in the challenge has to donate $500. Uh-oh. So there's 42 people. And like, I think there's only maybe like, there's definitely seven of us. Uh, there might be 12 of us cause there might be some silent people, but you know, there's a bunch of people that should have donated money. And then there's a guy that's going to donate for all the winners, but I decided to raise, raise the money, raise awareness for what I, you know, the things in my life that are important that I think deserve to have light shown on it. That's all I'm trying to do. And so the challenge has become, it's, you know, the losing weight or getting into shape and, you know, it's, it's been on my goals list for a long time. It's my, it's something I wanted to achieve, but, um, you know, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't pushing, like I've never worked out 69 days in a row twice a day in my life ever. And, you know, I probably might not ever, I mean, guess if I do the challenge again, but like, it's not something I anticipated doing. I haven't read as many books you know, I mean, I might read a book obsessively, like cover to cover, but then I might not pick up a book for years. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I definitely didn't like taking a picture of myself and looking at myself in the mirror. And, you know, the, the, you get comfortable seeing what you're seeing, who you really are and being able to slowly see improvements. But the, I, it's hard for me to see it. I get that. I, I've lost 30 pounds in the challenge um, yeah. Yeah. In, in, and like people see it 
and I, I now see it around my waist. I can see like I don't have some areas, and uh, people say you can see it in my face, but um, yeah, there's still. I, I know I've gone hard. I've tried to go harder as the challenge gets on, and I want to progress more, yeah. but uh, and keep challenging myself. And I think that's what you find is like you feel like it's like Deion Sanders says, you know, when you dress good, you feel good, and when you feel good. <laughs> Deion Sanders, you play good, and when you play good, good. They, they pay good, right? It's all a cycle, and so when you get into this and you do esteemable things and you feel good about yourself, like I mean, you, I just want to keep doing more. And so they have a, another program after seventy-five hard ends called Live Hard, and it's two more, it's three more phases that are each thirty days long, and it's very similar to the program. There's some extra tasks that you got to do. And you have to have breaks, like 30-day shutdowns. Because, um, like, it's hard to, like, keep – it's easy to keep going, right? Especially when you have great momentum, right? But it's – the hard part for me has always been, like, getting back on track when it's time to get back on track. Um, you know, once my attention has gone away from somewhere, how to bring it back. So, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the, but the, I, love, I love that I got asked to do it. I'm glad that we did it. And, I, I mean, I'm – I was not, you know, I'm scared. You know, that one of the reasons why I did it is because I was scared to fail. Not, not because I care. What, I guess I do still care what other people think of me. Not as much, but I, I want, I, I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to let myself down. And I really didn't want to feel like I felt last summer when I felt like, like, man, you are just all talk and no, no action. So man. that's why I like. I like it's like you say things that I mean, one of the things that I've learned since I've known you is you have a, a great way of just cutting through when you when you say something. It's like you've, you don't have to, I have a lot of even like when I'm talking now, I can't complete a sentence. I'm, I have a lot of filters. Right. I have a lot of things that I'm trying to sell at once. But what you say seems always to be right on point um so that thing about that negative talk that neg- that thing that negative talk when you when when you fail at something it's like the way our, our brains naturally work right you, somebody could tell you a compliment you know a thousand times but that one negative comment sticks with you so much harder for some people you know some people can let it roll off their backs but I don't, you know i think for you and for me it's like it sticks with you and then I think also our worst enemy that we share is ourselves, our own, that little voice in between our, in, in between our own ears that says, like you just said, you're all talk, um, hypocrite, you're, uh, you couldn't do it. Why'd you even start it? Um, you know, and, and, and like you said, like you're actually more motivated by the fear of failure than the, than the actual goal of the purpose of the program. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've looked at myself a bunch, right? And I see fear drives us, and fear can be good or bad, right? Um, but the the fear of failure to myself and to letting other people down, um, the fear of having to pay five hundred dollars when you know I don't want to pay anything. I'm cheap. No, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's real. But the um, you know I'm an egomaniac with an inferiority complex, right? I'm, I'm, I think, I think of myself, 
I don't think much of myself, right? But I think of myself all the time, right? Uh, that's who I am. And, uh, you know, I don't have to be that way all the time. I've changed a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 20 people in the room could be saying n- nice things to me and one person have a bad attitude towards me or opinion. And I, I focus on the bad instead of realizing, like, I'm surrounded by a bunch of goodness. And, and I, it's hard to let go. Uh, it's easier today to let go of, like, people – people that disturb me or people that might not like me or give me the attention or the love or whatever I, I crave or need, you know, the right kind or whatever. If they, if I'm not their person and I don't do it for them and I did something to upset them, it's easier to get over that. I'd say it's hard to get over it when it's family. It's harder for me. I've, I found recently. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've, I, I hold on to, I don't care as much anymore about what people think. Um, but I did for a long time and I was afraid of everything. I mean, my, it was all about me and my will. And I was trying to, you know, um, impress people, uh, influence people, uh, see what I could get out of people. Like just, you know, I didn't want you to ever really know who I, who I was or, you know, I, I did, and I really get upset when other people weren't real, right? Because I thought I was pretty real all the time. Yeah. But, um, but I definitely—I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's something I did recently. I took a personality test, and I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so I'm very emotional about things. I'm not as logical, even though I'm a, I'm pretty. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm pretty smart, and I'm pretty good at the stuff I do. Um, the problem is I get excited about a lot of different things. I can't be just focused on just one thing. And, um, but when I get focused on one thing, I can be all about that one thing. Um, I'm real driven. And when, when my drive is on, it's on and there's nothing going to stop me. Um, but for a while there, my, I, I mean, I lost kind of who I was and what I was all about, uh, lost my purpose. And, you know, I don't have, I have it now. So it's all about, doing the best I can and fitting myself to be of maximum service to, uh, to God and to my fellows and, uh, you know, try not to be as self-centered as I've been and try not to live my, my will, but let, uh, God's will be done through my life and yeah. like do the right thing. And, you know, it's not a, I, there's no question that good things will happen. Um, like I ain't, I'm not worried about that. I just have to keep my side, of the street clean. I got to do the right thing and not be, you know, a monster to deal with and an unpleasant guy and non a non gentleman, you know? Um, but yeah. I don't know if I answer your question or not. No. Yeah. I mean, it's about like what you said. Well, my, the original, like my original idea or my original question was along the lines of, you know, what, how you get past those negative thoughts, you know, and you did, you've, you, like you said, you talked about how you, and where you came from and where you're going towards and, and, and those positive aspects of, of where you are now. Um, you're on what? 67. What day? Today's day 69. 69. Uh, so, yeah, but like, I mean, I was, someone was talking to it about the other day, but like your mind says, when you go on a run, your mind says to quit. Like, and when it says that you need to stop and it says, you need to stop, you need to stop. Uh, 
you're you're still at 40 percent of what you're probably capable of at that point in time but if you listen to your mind and some people say that's the devil um i think it's bad energy whatever the hell it is right it's not what i want and uh it could be the devil it could be whatever it is but you know that everyone has that voice that inner voice and it's you know, I've heard it said, like, you got two wolves, so a good wolf and a bad wolf. Which wolf are you going to feed? Yeah. And um, today I choose to feed the good one. And uh, I try not to stay stuck with the bad one. Like, I, I, there's a thing that I heard, and I really like it. Um, during moments of silence, right, someone said, what do you do? And so I always invite God into the room, wherever I am, and when there's a moment of silence. And it's not because I don't think God's already there. I think God's definitely there, but I want to honor his presence and I want to personally invite him into my room, into my life and just let him know he's welcome. Um, Because I try to treat God like a gentleman. And I think gentlemen don't go places that they aren't invited and they don't stay places that they're not welcome. And so whenever I have these dark thoughts and dark feelings, that's a place that I used to go to a lot and in a bad space and I'd stay there and I'd stay stuck and I'd dwell and I'd be resentful or angry and or sad, you know, like being angry is terrible, but having self pity is just as bad. Right. Like, I don't know which is worse. Um, but you know, if I treat God like a gentleman, I treat myself like a gentleman and cause I'm godlike, you know, I'm made in his image and you know, I don't, don't go places I'm not invited and I don't stay places I'm not welcome, and that includes in my own head, then, you know, I just don't make a big deal out of stuff if it's not a big deal. Like, I'm going to go do the be- go do the best you can. And so running, like, I, I didn't plan on starting to run. And I, I used to run, and I got – I started, like, kind of getting – I got wrapped up in this whole program running. with. I started with a buddy, and then it became more and more, and that's when I started doing these lives um, – but like I wasn't, I wanted to just run a 5k like in around July 4th. I think on July 4th, I ran almost seven miles without, without stopping. And, um, so I might not have run a 5k. I signed, I was supposed to run a race this morning, but I didn't sign up in time. So like, you know, like, I, I don't know if I, if I guess I'm a failure, <laughs> I guess I'm a failure cause I didn't run a 5k like yeah. yet, but I, I don't feel like one because I, I just tried to do the best I could during the morning run. And then in the afternoon run, I felt good again. So I ran again and I did that another day. It's like, like, yeah, at first it was like, man, run, just running in back to back days is hard enough. Yeah. And so I don't do that all the time, but like, but like, okay, now I'm going to run twice. And one day, instead of just taking it easy with one of those workouts, yeah. and yeah. Know, it's it's crazy. Like when you do good, you're pushing yourself. You're, you're like, man, maybe I can. I mean, I, I'm a guy that likes more. More of anything was always my thing. <laughs> right? So, you know, more attention, more praise. Even though I don't know how to accept the praise, and I don't <laughs> believe the praise usually, but I've been working on that. Like I say, thank you all the time. Yeah. Um, People say stuff that is nice. I don't, I think, man, they must be fucking crazy. <laughs> but, but I, but I, but I just say, thank you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now I wanted to ask you about the running because 
you know, that one day, you know, you, you posted that you, you, you trimmed off like a minute and a half a mile. Um, you know, I don't care who you are. If you, if you trim off a consistent large chunk of time per mile in one, you know, one going, you're doing something, there's something else going on in your head. Um, I was thinking, so like, um, like you said, you, you, you didn't really normally start off running twice a week. I mean, twice a day. I mean, one, I don't, I've never worked out more than five days in a row myself. Right. So like, I'm lucky if I do three in a row. Um, but, um, what you're doing, like I said, um, even when I'm working out, it would be like strength one day and then running the next, but you're doing, are you doing any strength, like weightlifting or anything in one of the, in one of those workouts? Right. Right now, I'm not doing any lifting, so okay. just it's just been mainly cardio. And and I, I play tennis. Um, I did play a game of basketball. I hadn't played it any since I started up playing. I just recently started doing a a, a walk slash jog mm. with my basketball. Um, and I did it first. It was just a walk, and then I did it during the daytime, and it was I went a little faster. Um, and that gives me like a little upper body workout and then yeah, tennis, cool. tennis and pickleball have been like upper body workouts, but I definitely want to lift more. Um, it's just, I, I went to somebody, I went to go join a gym after one of my early day 20 runs or something like that. And somebody talked me out of it. Somebody, it didn't take much, but somebody was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if you should do that. And I mean, I don't, I don't need much. You yeah. know, I need it. I like encouragement and yeah. support, positive direction. And, um, I, uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't take me much. Like I went, I, I sat in the, in the, uh, law fitness, uh, parking lot. And I had a conversation with a guy who has done and achieved so much stuff, but he's battling some health issues right now. He owns a running store near him, Memorial park. Uh, if you ever want to go see him, his name is Raymond Cooper. He's going, he's got some blindness in his eye, so he can't run. He can't operate his business. So we talked for like an hour. Um, we talked for an hour and, uh, you know, I sat outside that parking lot. I was going to go check, you know, see if they had any discounts or something. And I, and I talked to some trainers about doing some stuff. Um, and I took suggestions, but I haven't taken any action on that part yet. So like I'm playing on, taking that's the next step in my journey is getting into the lifting. Um, you know, I'm not going to make it like I'm going to a true retreat in August, actually. No, not many people know this yet, but I'm going to a retreat in August. It's a free retreat. I had to pay a deposit and then I get my money back, but it's for business owners and it's for like-minded people in my industry. And, but they're like, bring your workout gear and, um, you know, some you know other details, but like there's definitely working out there. I'm pretty sure you have to do a Murph, which is like a CrossFit workout. That's pretty hard. It's like run one mile, do some pull up, 100 pull ups, 200 push ups, and like 300 air squats, and then you got to run another mile. And some people wear a weighted vest. Oh wow! And uh, I, I mean, I always looked at those people like, man, they're if they were me, they wouldn't have to wear anything. Not <laughs> but, uh, um, but shit, I don't know if I can do a pull-up. So like the yeah. next month, I think I'm going to have to practice doing pull-ups or 
you know, I've never really done CrossFit. So I think some of those programs aren't made for, you know, off, you know, off the couch type folks. I mean, not saying you are, I mean, you've, you've been active, but even then it's like, you can't expect somebody to go out there and, and, you know, you know, they have that, you know, drill instructor, instructor type mentality running behind them and yelling and encouraging them. But after one or two days, I mean, I, I imagine there's a lot of uh, attrition that probably happens. Um, anyways, but I, I I think what I want to talk about is what running is. And to be honest, if you go to strength training, um, I think you'll find, because I do both, like I said, and a little bit of both. And I find running to be a lot more mentally straining. Like you said, that 40% thing, you know, cause you're, you hear in your head, my legs hurt, my legs hurt, my legs hurt. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's like every step, you know, you have that negative voice. Whereas when you're working out, you're pretty much just like, I got to do 10. All I got to do is 10. All I got to do is 10. And so it's like, so you count to 10 and then you take 30 seconds or a minute to break. You know, some people go and take a picture of themselves, get some drink. Um, but the thing is like, I think with, with weight training, it's, a, it's a little bit, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. And I, um, like I said, running to me is a lot more mentally challenging. And I think one of the benefits of this type of program that has, that's attacking all these, you know, it's, it's attacking all these aspects of your lives. You know, it, it becomes like it, uh, it becomes a way of life, right? It, it doesn't allow you to cheat. So it's always on your mind, right? How much you got to drink? You know, when do I got to read? Um, um, when am I, when am I working out next? You know, what time, when am I going to take a shower? When am I going to go to bed? When am I, when am I going to go to work? That's on your mind. This program becomes in your mind. So I did that, you know, like I said, that spiritual retreat, it was Exodus 90, which was 90 days, you know, different. It had a little bit of, it had a lot of the same aspects. It wasn't as hardcore. Um, but the only thing that we did, I told you is uh, cold showers every day. Um, it's a mental challenge. It's a, it's getting over that fear. It's getting over that comfort level of I deserve a nice hot bath. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway. phase, so phase one, phase one has two extra tasks in it in the next, uh, in the live hard program. Okay. So you can start phase one, like right away. Um, it might be phase two, but I can't, I, I think it's phase one, but the first challenge. So the extra challenge, you can start, Phase one right after 75 hearts. So I could start it on Saturday and this coming Saturday, you know, the fifth, I, I finish on the 15th. So I could start it on the 16th or whatever that day is. Um, but I'm not, I'm going to be in Colorado and yeah. I'll probably uh, go find some spaghetti before I come home. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Cause I hadn't been eating any carbs or, no sushi with any real rice, just just sashimi. But nice. maybe not, because I like sashimi now, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not just a challenge thing; it's a lifestyle thing. And yes. I don't want to, you know, cheap is okay, but I don't want to. I don't want to eat rice. You know, I, I became diagnosed with diabetes um, about day twenty. I got. Wow. I guess it's kind of diagnosed. I haven't seen an endocrinologist yet, but I have a. A higher a high a1c and um like pretty scary high and so you know sugar is not good um nothing's good in any in you know just total uh extremes and but you know sugar is really not good 
And so the day before I started the challenge, I, I had whatever, you know, I had whatever I wanted. Right. And for a long time in my early sobriety, like they, you replace alcohol with sugar and uh, because alcohol has lots of sugar in it. And so I'd have a chocolate shake here or I'd have a, a daily Snickers bar or I'd have, a, you know, I can't eat Reese's Pieces, just one. I got to have like <laughs> a bunch. Um, and so, but the right before my challenge, I had, you know, I, and I drink Dr. Pepper, you not just diet stuff. Yeah. And so I had, uh, I think I, I think I had like 3000 or 4,000, probably 4,000 calories. And most of it was like pure carb and like all sugar. And, um, and I wasn't, a, I never ate sweets other than back in the day. I mean, I drank alcohol, but, uh, I never wasn't, didn't really, I ate occasionally if I had a dinner date. Um, but it wasn't my go-to. And I mean, I drink Coke if I had Coke, but mainly I was, that was even when I was just, just drinking Diet Coke. Um, but this going back to that phase one, the thing that it adds, it adds these power tasks. So you have like five power tasks that you have to do each day. So you have to write down what, you know, like what you do want to do and accomplish besides just stuff with the program. And then you go and you check it off. Right. And once you start doing it and it becomes like ingrained into your mind, right. Then it's like a habit. It's just what you do, but you add stuff to the power task, like the thing that you do, things that you do. Um, like I got a, uh, I got to knock on 25 doors or I got to go stop talk to one business owner today, or I got to go talk to one insurance agent or one real estate agent, or I got to go talk to stop to talk to one preacher about something, you know, whatever my, whatever my goal is, right. I, what am I doing to support it? So that's one part. And then the other part is a five minute cold shower. And, uh, they said though, you can, you can, you can start out and have a regular shower, shower, bathe, do everything you want. But then for five minutes, you got to do a cold shower. And I, I was going to do the Exodus back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing, because I think y'all did it in 2019 or maybe yes. 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah it was, I think it was 19. Yeah. So I was, I could, I thought about doing it. Um, but the biggest thing that I didn't, I, I was not ready to give up at that time for any, for one, there's one thing I was not ready to give up for sure. And then there was another thing that probably wouldn't have liked giving up during that time either. Cause I got a lot of business that way. But uh, the one thing I wouldn't, didn't want to give up drinking. Right. Uh, That was like, not, I mean, I did in my, I did. And I talked about it with people, but like, but man, like putting, putting, actually making it happen. Right. Like that's what people say when they say 75 hard, like, Oh no drinking. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm like, man, that's the easy part. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, the social media aspect, like, I mean, I, some people was like some old man up here at the park, uh, where I'm at, he says like the devil's on the phone. He's found in the phone. Like, and he's not just running by him. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. He told me to tell you hello. I was shooting a video and uh, I was just like, man, like, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Like, like, I don't know why that guy thinks that's helpful, but I mean, I mean, to some people, maybe it is, but like, I, I like, I like staying connected. Like the, the opposite of addiction 
and uh and you know what i what i've gone through is connection and you need connection um to beat you know addiction and if you don't have connection like i don't care where you get it from but you can get it i get it from talking to people just like i'm there in front of me and so many people watch and talk to me and encourage me and say you know like it's just great like it's just it makes it makes it reminds me that i'm not alone even though god tells me that i'm not right it reminds me that i never walk alone and i'm always it's a we program it's a we way of living i'm not i'm not i'm not by myself i'm with people and that was the the thing about it's your thing i was worried i just didn't didn't want to get off facebook or whatever you know I, I uh like when i see you know i i think when i see the progress you know when i see someone yeah you know there's a lot of people a lot of media hungry starved or whatever people that are like have to have let me let me take a picture of my lunch right and and see how many likes i get or or, or talking into a camera and just on your you're not doing anything spectacular, basically. You're, 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 you're filming your mundane life. But when you're doing something, like you said, on, on, with an agenda, on a program, um, even me, if I try to do something that's, that's tried to, I don't know, inspirational or trying to bring people in for like a church meeting, it's hard for me to put out a camera and talk to a camera because it takes, to me, it takes a lot of, it's awkward, humility. I don't know, I'm not there yet, but I think it takes courage to do that and and like i said you know i see your courage and and, and your posts and, and your progress and man it, it, like i said courage is inspiring i mean y- you don't realize it it might be humility or it might be a different level on your end holding up a camera in in a park but on, on this end of the screen i'm like that guy's doing something really amazing so like i said that inspires me that's why i want to talk to you about this man um is it said books? I didn't. I know you you supposed you're reading a book. What what are you reading? Right now, um, I don't even know the name of it. What is it? It's uh, how to you can get read. out of how, debt. Yeah, how to get out of debt, stay out of debt, and live prosperously. By by Gerald Mundus. All right, and is that and your? That your There's second a, book or your first book? This is, I've read this. So I, I read, I want to read to learn, yeah, not just to accomplish. So I'll read like 10 pages and then I'll usually fall back to like three pages. So I'll start. So I'll like oh, yeah. reread a little bit of what I read before. Um, and so I've read this. Uh, I'm on page 200 and. 209 um and i was reading today you know basically i read today and yesterday and i was like you know i think i lost my 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 place in here so i had to read i started over and i was like oh you already read that um because it made it all made more sense but i read this um i read uh uh the big book of alcoholics anonymous um i read the 12 and 12, which is from Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I've worked with, I sometimes will read that book with other people, um, like guys I sponsor, and uh, we'll go through it page by page. 
uh, word by word. And so occasionally uh, we'll have enough time where we do a lot of the reading in there. Um, and the next one of the next books I'm going to get is 75 hard. Um, it's, it's actually the book that the guy wrote. Um, there's another one that I want to get is like the four agreements. Yeah. Um, the four then the four, the four hour work week is one I want to get. Okay. Um, and then, um, then there's a book that I downloaded, but I also probably will read it because I like reading books as well. Mm -hmm. It's like just relax. But, um, like it's weird to like you can read i can read it doesn't take long to read 10 pages yeah. it just takes like that daily i'm gonna stop and do that just like it doesn't take long to pray you know i'm gonna stop and make sure i pray and do this this and this like that, that's why i try to do certain things like that on a regular basis but uh the other one is think and grow rich by napoleon hill yeah so i want to i want to grab one of his there's a diabetes code that I'm going to listen to. And then I'll probably read that as well. That's kind of on like inner, it's not intermittent fasting, but it's um, something like that. Okay. So it's like helping prevent diabetes. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, disparage this challenge in any way, but I want to say if it comes to, when it comes down to your mind and your body and your spirit, there's one thing this challenge is lacking, right? And I know you pray, but do you think that this challenge and it focuses is focusing on lifestyle changes that that the, for your body and for your mind, right? Is there anything about this challenge that you're doing? And it sounds like you've already alluded to it a bit. You know, that is a is growing your spiritual life. Uh, there's no way I could do this without God. I mean, I'm doing this to be of service to for him and others. And for him, meaning like I got to live, right? If I don't live, um, then I'm not being maximum, putting myself out there to be of maximum service to others. And for a long time there, uh, you know, just not drinking was living. Well, then, you know, having too many candy bars probably and not doing any exercises and stuff like that, I was killing myself. And so if I die, um, I don't know how much, how I can help people. I don't know what my purpose on earth would be, you know, you know, it would be, I, and I don't know how much time I have to help people. So like this challenge is it's everything in my life is all God. Um, and so I couldn't do what I was doing if, if I didn't have God. And, uh, I mean, I, and, and, you know, I mean, I, so it doesn't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't just don't necessarily talk about God as much as some people, yeah. um, could or would, but I, I seek God and I find God in the present, you know, he's not in the past, you know, I, I, a lot of people have a, a loving God that's going to send them straight to hell, right? Like, <laughs> nice. I have a, I have a, my God is that, my God is that, he's that and a whole lot of other things. And he, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of power in what has happened. And, and you know, but my God doesn't, he doesn't care, 
if I'm sad or if I'm upset, like he wants his will to be done. And, you know, for a long time, I wanted my will to be done. And so instead of like me, like living my life, right, trying to make God to fit into what I wanted him to be today, like I'm just trying to like make myself to become his man, right? Not trying to make him to be my God. I want to be his man. And so when I'm out here doing this thing and, you know, he's, he threw it in front of me. Right. And he challenged, said, I know you're doubting, but come on, you can do this, you know? And he put it out there for me to do it. And so I'm doing it. And, you know, that's, but you know, the, the program is, doesn't talk about that. This, the, the 75 hard, I don't at all, but it's, yeah. it's definitely a journey. And I think, you know, I mean, the point, um, of everything in life is to grow along spiritual lines. And so I'm growing along spiritual lines every day when I'm doing the challenge, every day when I've exceeded my a threshold or every day I've done something consistently, uh, repetitively um, to better myself or others or improve. Like I'm, I'm growing along spiritual lines. And so, and you know, I'm, um, for a long time, like, I, I think God wants me to keep my head in the clouds with him, but my feet firmly on the ground, dealing with the day-to-day, whatever I need to deal with. And, like, the challenge, you said it, like, like yeah, I wake up every morning. I have a routine. I get a, I get four liters of water because they're easy <laughs> to track. And I can tell you, I can tell how many I had. If I have to drink eight of the 16 ounces, which I have. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, you know, then I got to count to eight and I'm an Aggie and it's hard, it's hard to count to eight. Um, it's just easier to count to four, but, but like, you know, I, I go to, you know, I told you, know, you know, I'm in recovery. And so I go to AA meetings sometimes. And, um, I used to, some people made comments when I had diet Coke and I'd bring in like, I couldn't just bring in one diet Coke from like McDonald's back when yeah. I had 99 drinks yeah. I have like two, usually at all times. Um, but someone made a comment about it. You know, and like, you know, I always needed to have this. Uh, I felt this dependence on it. And um, and they made a comment on it. And then I felt insecure. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring four big diet cups <laughs> to the next Because screw that guy. Yeah. And, you know, that's not healthy behavior either, right? Um, but having all that Diet Cokes isn't really healthy behavior either. And I'm sure the guy is trying to be helpful. Yeah. But, you know, he also is making me feel like crap. And I already feel like crap about myself generally, at least I did before this challenge and um, in some ways and somehow. And, um, but to now I like, I go to these, I go to my meetings and like, it's, it's kind of a contest, like how much water can I drink in the meeting? Um, You know, because I never did that, but uh, you know, I, I think um, it's, I'm thinking my friend always says, like the Jerry Maguire when he talks to me sometimes, but like, it's like, it's all, I'm all hard. I'm all hard and mother freaker. (laughs) It's all God. It's all God, man. It's not, it hasn't, it doesn't have like, it's not Mark. Um, It's, it's definitely God that's getting me through this stuff. And, um, um, he's gotten me through every day of my sobriety. 
Uh, I thank him every day for that. I thank him and I ask him to keep me sober and I thank him for keeping me sober. Um, I ask that, you know, he take away my difficulties and so that victory over them will bear witness to those I can help with thy power and thy love and thy way of life like every day. Like I let him run the show. I do the, I do whatever the next right thing is and I leave the results up to him. And so if I do what I'm supposed to do, the result is up to him and it's either going to be God's will or it's going to be God's will. It's not going to be Mark's will, right? I can try to force it as much as I want and make stuff happen. But if God doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. And, and if it does happen for a momentary glimpse, because I, I, I did something or I achieved something, right. You know, it can be taken away just like that. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to, you know, if God wants me to have diabetes and uh, die an early death and have my foot cut off or something like that, like, so be it. But I, but I'm going to do whatever I can to try to be here longer than that and to help other people along the way and encourage other people along the way because like I know what it's like to be alone and to not be encouraged. And that's the thing that it's not a fun place to be, you know? So I don't stay there. You know, I heard something I heard something along the lines of what you're saying. And it reminds me of what you're saying about uh, the negative, the negative you're repulsed by the negative thought of failure. Well, one of the things I heard recently was the devil loves discouragement. And I was like, you know what? If he likes discouragement, then I'm not going to listen to myself. Like when I discourage myself, when I have those words of discouragement in my ears, because all I'm doing is making him happy, right? I'm, I'm, he's clapping his hands and laughing in the back, right? Because I'm falling, I'm digging myself in for no reason, right? And so I don't know. When I heard that, I was like, the devil loves discouragement. It, 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 it hit me. And, and, and it, it actually motivated me also to, to have, like you're doing for yourself, uh, a more positive inner monologue that's pushing you from one day to the next, from one success, one, one, one victory, you know, to the next. Um, so about, like you said, you failed a few times and you said also that the hardest part of, uh, is kind of like getting back on, getting back on track is that day after, um, I heard somebody say that, uh, you know, if you're trying to read the Bible, the hardest day to begin is the day after you quit. Um, Right. So you could go 10 days and then you quit. And that, that, that 11th day or the 12th day is the hardest, right? Because you already broke that, you know, repetition, that familiarity. Um, What did you tell yourself? What, what did you tell yourself this time? Or was it mostly your friend that, that encouraged you that got you past that self-doubt that, um, I broke it and, you know, how do you get back on that train? How did you get back on? Um, I mean, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I, it took me, I, you know, I thought about it, like doing, doing something and trying to do something. Um, I talked about it. I got it. I used to talk about myself as a runner in the past tense, 
Okay. And um, you, you were talking about positive self-talk. Like my an old boss I had used to always say, like, I'm, I'm tall for my age and I don't sweat a lot. And he'd also say, like, I get better looking every day. And <laughs> so, and this is when I started working out and like I, I would take some of his he would give me some rah-rah and uh, I would take some of his rah-rah and I would use it. And I'd tell myself that. And I, I mean, I bordered on a little cocky, uh, but like what the mind believes the body will achieve. And like my mind believes that a power greater than me will restore me to, uh, you know, sanity and to where I was and that, you know, I was hopeless. Um, you know, I, was, I had a hopeless mind and body. Right. And, but this whole thing, program I'm in is, it's a program of recovery. Um, it's a program of recovery. I think my, I think I'm losing my reception. Okay. Um, hang on a second. It's a program of recovery and it's a, but what we recover from is not a, this disease that I have, but it's, it's a recovery of, from a hopeless mind and body. So we can now have, like a, a mind and body that has hope and has strength and has experience. And like, like I can experience God in everyday life all the time. And I can experience feats that I never thought were ever possible. Um, and, and I can overcome um, myself and the devil and the doubt and the fear and, you know, anything that's standing in my way if i have god and so if i got god i can do anything um so i i would say i was stuck in fear last summer i was really stuck in fear last summer um and i don't regret the past nor um wish to shut the door on any of the stuff that happened like i just oh, try to own what what i did what i have done and now what I want to do and like, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to get better in all areas of my life, whatever it is. Um, and try not to live with shame and guilt and remorse, like remorse will, you know, the what ifs that people have, I don't want to have that many what ifs, right. I want to live life to the fullest and to, you know, and like I used to I had these goals and these ideas, but I was scared to put the goals on paper in uh, over a period of time because one, I didn't want to just keep being a guy that doesn't do what he says he's going to do. And two, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I could do it. Like right now uh, I, there's a, there's a special lady friend that I had in my life and she's a friend today. Um, and, um, and but one time she's like, what's your weight, this weight loss goal? Why is it like 180 to 220? And I was like, I don't know. Um, Cause I don't know what I'd look like at 180. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't know if I can get there. And she was like, I kind of pisses me off that you don't believe that you can do that. You know, like granted I was like 280 or 291 or whatever, somewhere around where I'm at today. And, um, but today, like my goal is 180. And I'm going to work my butt off to try to get to 180. And it's not for her. It's like, cause I don't know. Cause I know what I look like to 200. And I mean, that 200 was where I was at when I was in high school, like my senior year high school. It was where I was at in 2013, you know, before I 
before I took all my attention away from this getting into shape and then I put it back into work. But the thing I had back then, the thing I didn't have back then was, I mean, I kind of just, it was all driven on self-will. God was not part. It wasn't, he was there. Um, but not like he is today. Like I've experienced God. And so I don't have to have this concept of him. Right. Like I know him <laughs> like intimately and he knows me and we're, we're pretty good friends. Um, we're tight. Um, and other people might not know him the way like that. Uh, you know, there's I, someone pissed me off at one of the retreats that I went to. Cause he's like, he's a guy, I just heard it. He's like, I want more. I want more of, I want to do this type of activity that like yeah. be close, be closer to God closer. And I'm like, man, like it's, I mean, it sounds like he's afraid that he's afraid that he's not close to God. Yeah. And so he wants more to get close. And, you know, God doesn't want us to be all about more. Like he, he wants us to turn our attention and thoughts to people that we can help. Right. Uh, like not to be all about us and about our personal relationship with him. Like he wants us to know, like he, like we're enough because we're made in his image. We got him. He's got us. We're going to do the right things and not screw each other over. And we're going to go help other people, you know? And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm helping myself in the process with this challenge. And I mean, I never, I, I, I don't know how it, if I wasn't doing this, I have no idea what else I'd be doing. I'd still be, you know, 313 pounds or 314 pounds or, you know, I'd be trying to be, I'd be trying to probably get under 300 pounds. Um, and if I was underneath it, I was probably, I'd probably just be there. Um, I don't know. Wow. But I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what prompted other than like some someone was doing it and I decided to act and I mean more yeah. people like thinking my way into action is not a good thing to do acting my way into new thinking is a good thing to do so sometimes you just got to do it yeah whatever whatever it is yeah that's what that's what I'm you know, that's what everybody needs to learn. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I think, you know, when, when you, when you, ha you have all these proper, I guess, uh, mechanisms in place, you have an account, uh, accountability, um, type group friends, you have, uh, uh, support, you have a, a, a coach and your friend that, you know, that's basically encouraging you and supporting you and you have your faith, you have, also, you know, just playing out uh, uh, medical reasons, right? Just, just the bare facts, like you said about diabetes, it's like you you can easily reverse that with the prop with the with all the things that you've been doing. Um, and I think that trajectory of what you're doing is just gonna just gonna continue. And especially, I think like once you finish something hard, and I think that's the big thing about this is it's a hard challenge, and and it has a, a beginning and an end. And I think the point of finishing a hard challenge is to give you that confidence to say, okay, who I am now is not who I was before. 
and I don't need to go back to who I was before. I'm looking like you are phase two, phase three. What's the next step? Because I'm already at where I'm at and I like where I'm at and I'm doing good and I don't want to go back. And I think um, you've said quite enough to inspire people to to believe it. And you you, you walk in the walk and you talk of the talk. And uh, and I appreciate, like I said, you explaining everything out for me today. Do you have yeah, any, uh, anything else? Final word, maybe? All right. You're getting- I, I just say thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. It's always nice to catch up with you. And, uh, you know, living in fear is not fun for anyone. And most of the time, you know, we're, we, we're driven by a hundred forms of fear and we don't ever do anything about it. And so like, I try to, it, it, there's a prayer I say when I have that and I, I try to outgrow fear. Right. And, um, and, you know, we, but it's inviting God in my life. Right. And, and asking him to help. And, you know, from there we can outgrow fear and because fear will destroy you know, it destroys people and that's, you know, like just, just do the best you can and, and don't worry about the rest and you'll be okay. So stop, 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 stop worrying, Gabriel. Start, <laughs> you need to be doing this every Saturday night for the next 52 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's my goal. That's that. That is my goal to 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 have at least one year, one solid year of good productivity moving forward. Yeah, that is. And, and the next goal, and then publish it. You need just publish. Uh, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't make it perfect. Get it ready. <laughs> yeah. You need to reshoot it one day. <laughs> but All right. Get it. Put it out there, baby. We'll do. We'll do. In honor of you, sir, I will do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. And. uh like I said, I love everything you said, and, uh, and I want to talk to you again about the uh, the 12 steps. And there's a lot there that I don't know about, and there's a lot there that it sounds like it has really helped you, and, and I think it can help everybody. I think it could help anybody, all right? Even yeah, we, we Alcoholics Anonymous, is there, even if you're alcoholic or not, it's just that the steps that they're talking about are things that are fundamentally self-improvement, right? So, yeah, the, the, steps, the steps are written in order to be – uh, taken in order to be used as needed is what somebody says a lot, but I mean, there's the, the steps have been helpful in lots in lots of different areas. And, but when I first started, I had no idea what I didn't know. And I, I thought, you know, there's some sort of, I kind of like this challenge, right? There's going to be some sort of point when I've finished. Right. And I'm yeah. done. Yeah. But, but it's not like that. It's the point is to grow along spiritual lines. And once you have grown, you realize that either you're going to keep growing or you're going to start dying. And I don't want to go back. Right. So I want to keep growing. And that's it goes. I use that with everything in life. You know. Yes, sir. When I first became a part of the Catholic <coughs> Church, man, they talked about being the best version of yourself, right? right? And I mean, essentially that's all I'm doing with this challenge and with the program of recovery that I'm in and with anything in my life is I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. The only difference 
The only difference is instead of it all being about me and about what I can get out of it, it's about what I can do for God and give out of it. So. Amen, brother. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yes, sir. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. (laughs) Thank you.